nobody is going to make you magically feel better, make you feel beautiful. It's something that you've got to feel on the inside for yourself. And that takes practice and it does take work. Hello, beauty. Yes, you. Join me, host Joyce Platon, as I chat with today's beauty, wellness, and lifestyle visionaries. Let's discover their motivating journey together as I merge my love for the art and my passion in revealing one's true inner beauty. Melissa, welcome to Hello Beauty. Hello. Finally. <laughs> oh my God. We've been following each other. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And keeping in touch. And I love all your work. Oh, thank you. And thank you so much. For those that don't know, she has amazing makeup skills. And you guys should check out her oh, just Instagram. Amazing. Yeah. Just phenomenal. Honed <laughs> over a lifetime. Of course. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. To get the perfect no makeup makeup look. Yeah. Yeah. I actually started out assisting, so I spent five years assisting different makeup artists, and I've been doing makeup since I was like a teenager. It's crazy how long it's been. I'm only 32, and I got my first job working at a makeup store when I was 16, so I've been doing makeup 16 years. Yeah, those beautiful um, faces and skills don't just come out of nowhere. It's like yeah, decades. It's been a long and, time. Yeah. So I want to get into that. So mm-hmm. what is your background, and how did mm-hmm. you become a makeup artist? It's really funny. I have no idea what the initial draw was. It's (laughs) just something that as soon as I became a teenager, literally middle school, boom, obsessed with makeup. I was doing all my friends' makeup. I was tweezing eyebrows very poorly, (laughs) very poorly. And Good thing it was in back in the day. Okay. So back in the day, also, (laughs) there was no YouTube. There was no social media. So the way that I learned makeup was reading Allure magazine how-to step-by-step. I remember learning how to do a smoky eye from Allure magazine (laughs) and also makeup books like the Kevin O'Quan books and things like that. And I would just obsessively look at these things and then try and copy them on my friends. I would do all my friends for dances and all that. Mm -hmm. And then I got my first job at age 16 working at Merle Norman, which I don't know if you know what that is. It's a standalone makeup yes. store. Yes, and I've heard of it. In North Carolina, mm-hmm. it's like the thing. Yeah. So I started working there and my dad's a photographer. So I always knew that makeup could be a career because being from North Carolina, oh, it's yeah. not that common. People wouldn't think of this as a viable option um, or take it seriously. I definitely, I know somebody from North Carolina who's family thought it was a joke that she was going to be a hairstylist. Yeah. So I was really lucky that I was supported completely by my family and allowed to follow this path. And I went to college for two years just because I think just societal pressure. I just felt like I kind of needed to go a semi-normal route just in case mm-hmm. the makeup thing didn't work out. And halfway through, I ended up quitting. So I only went for two years. I didn't <laughs> even get an associate's. I just quit. (laughs) And I came to Los Angeles and pretty much have built myself up from there. I didn't know anyone out here. I knew one friend. And outside of that, I was just, what did I even do to get started? I was desperate to assist because that Mm -hmm. was the, that's the old way of coming up in the makeup industry. It's definitely not as common as it used to be. Of course, makeup artists still use assistants, but Mm -hmm. now I feel like you can kind of break into the industry from your Instagram, from people liking your makeup. Mm -hmm. It's very much more um, democratized, I guess I would say. And so when I was first out here, I was going the old school route of trying to assist, but even that was really hard. Nobody would give me the time of day. I would email people. They would ignore me. Uh (laughs) I even went to an agency that represented makeup artists. 
And they were like, what are you doing here? Because I was like, hey, I want to assist your your artists. Like, please work with me. And they were like, send us an email, you <laughs> crazy girl. And I was like, cool. Got it. Um, so I would email tons of makeup artists. I would basically look up agency websites. I would look up individual names on their roster. I would then see if that person had a direct line of contact, their own email listed somewhere, Mm -hmm. and I would email them. And anybody who responded to me, I would email three months later and say, I'm still interested. And it took me probably two-ish, two and a half years for anybody to ever use me. It took me a long time and shout out to Fiona Styles if you're oh, watching I love this. Her. Uh, she yeah. was my first mentor. She was the first person who ever gave me a chance. And she just told me she had something she needed some help on for free. Mm-hmm. And I was like, great, I'm there. Yeah. She started using me. And then another makeup artist heard about me and started using me. And then the ball started rolling. And mm. I eventually worked my way up to assist a lot of big makeup artists. And I worked on a lot of big jobs. Mm. And I was really lucky that way, just working hard and learning a lot, which I think is something that people are missing out on now because they're not assisting. They are learning from other people on YouTube, but I am very proud of the fact that I learned from extremely talented, well-known, renowned artists, and it helps a lot, even just observing that. Exactly. Because I've also, when I first moved back here, Carlene Kay was the very Mm -hmm. first um, makeup artist that actually asked me to be, you know, on board to a few big photo shoots and music videos. And just being there around the whole Mm -hmm. setting, as well as just seeing the vibe, observing how people work. I think that's very important where you, you wouldn't get in YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what it's going to be like for this kind of next generation that's coming into an industry that's really opening up to a lot more people because that that was the traditional path. And that's part of the reason you take that path is to learn how this industry works and how to function and how to how to collaborate in that sort of environment where you're creating something from scratch with a whole group of people when it's a photo shoot or even collaborating with an artist on how to create their look. Yeah, Yeah, I totally agree. So what are your tips and tricks in standing out in such a, you know, cutthroat industry? You know, I am still working on that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think my biggest thing is just trying to pay attention to what's going on Mm -hmm. and not fight it. I think when Instagram first came out, all the people that I was assisting were horrified and they were just (laughs) like, I'm not going to do that. That's not for me. Um, and none of us like it, people. Let's all admit (laughs) it. Let's all just admit it. We don't like Instagram. (laughs) Like we don't like having to do it, you know? Um, so staying up on things like that, like, yeah, obviously staying in touch with social media and just providing the value for people. That's how I'm trying to stand out. It's like, I want to help people understand makeup. I want to translate my skills into something that you can learn and feel confident that you can do yourself at home. So that's been my approach, especially with creating my own website outside of just being a makeup artist, because obviously I'm still doing that. I'm still working with my clients actively Mm -hmm. as a makeup artist, but also, yeah, creating my own thing and Mm -hmm. keeping that going. Now I'm on YouTube and have a website, which I never thought that I would do. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of which, you mentioned you're on YouTube. It's called The Pretty Fix. And 
you created this with the everyday person in mind. So yes. what does that entail? What is the everyday person? It's just the women who I feel like are left behind from the current YouTube beauty sphere, which is beauty crazed. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody who's on there making videos is like, oh my God, I love makeup so yeah. much, like <laughs> super makeup enthusiasts. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that has been completely covered. There's a lot of great people for that. There's not a lot of people teaching skills in depth for somebody who just wants to go about their day, who just wants to feel confident in how they look, feel like they're put together without feeling like they have to do so much. Because I think the people who are excited and into that look can find what they're looking for. So the everyday girl to me, you know, it's hard to be like, what's normal? You know, it's yeah. like defining that into a category. Exactly. But, um, you know, the everyday girl is just somebody who's going about their normal life and wants to feel confident in their skills doing that, you know? Yeah. What is the difference between like the, these types of quote unquote everyday makeup or mm -hmm. looks compared to what we see in the magazines or on Instagram or any online platform? Well, because I know there's a lot of information and we could also be misinformed. Oh, yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> Led so far astray by all the information <laughs> out there. So the difference and this kind of makeup is just in its simplicity because in YouTube and Instagram, first of all, and in photo shoots, people are retouching oh, yeah, all definitely. the time, mm -hmm. undetectably and detectably. You know, the <laughs> obvious ones are obvious, but sometimes people don't realize that people are doing that. Yeah. And, you know, the makeup that you do in everyday life doesn't have to be so over the top because I think what people are doing in those situations and people who are makeup lovers and people whose brand is their image, they're doing a lot. You don't have to wear fake lashes every day unless you want to. And that's fine. That's fine but yeah. it's just you actually can look good yeah. wearing less. And that's a big part of my message, too, for people who feel pressured yeah. to do more. I have noticed people ask a lot of contouring questions, and I think that it's become implied that you need to do it because everybody's talking about mm -hmm. it. So it's become this like, oh, my God, I need to know how to do this for yeah. myself or else, you know, like, you know, my makeup's incomplete or whatever. And I'm like, you don't have to do yeah. that. So it's just about simplifying it and showing you also more professional techniques to get mm -hmm. good looking results because yeah. people struggle with that, too. I get a lot of... um it looks like a three-year-old did my makeup <laughs> or my eyeliner or whatever. Yeah. A lot of complaints like that. <laughs> yeah. The key word that you mentioned there is that have to. Mm -hmm. We really don't have to do anything. No. Or we're not forced to applying how many different types of makeup products. Because mm -hmm. I know the, all these makeup brands and skincare are coming up with like so much like you know, here and there, just like every week, every day, I don't know, Yes, you know, with a lot of products that can overwhelm us. And of course, you know, where we've kind of been trained to have that consumerism mindset, we're like, oh, I got to have the newest thing, mm -hmm. the next best thing. And just like, it kind of creates that clutter, not in just yes. our lives, but in our makeup kits. And you feel like you feel bad. Oh, I'm yeah. not making I'm not using all of these, but let me use it all in one day. But yeah. which you don't have to because you just feel like you have the need to use all of that makeup that is in front of you. Yes, I know. There's a big drive to do more and more and more. And honestly, 
So something that I want everyone to know, makeup companies are trying to sell you on these ideas and sell you products all the time. Mm -hmm. It's a huge, not so secret secret that nobody talks about. And I'm like, they are the ones that are driving this now that YouTube came about, you know, they want you to buy as many things as possible and use as many things as possible. So part of my side, I wanted to go the opposite route. I never name specific products in my videos. Even the sponsored video I did, I put my sponsorship at the beginning. It was like, I love these lashes and use them because it's a company that I work with a lot. And that was that. Afterwards, it goes into basic terms of like, this is a mink lash that flares out on the edge or whatever. I always do it as a use a black eyeliner, use a mascara, because I don't want people to think oh, I must have that exact one that she's using in this Mm -hmm. video in order to create this look. It's a shift in mindset that's not so product-driven because it's become a product obsession at this point. Yeah, and more like unlearning because Mm -hmm. a lot of people think that if you apply false lashes, which I also do most of the time, Mm -hmm. that I use false lashes to make my eyes bigger and brighter, but mm-hmm. there are techniques to make uh, makeup techniques to make mm-hmm. your eyes bigger and brighter so you can do away without lashes. And today yeah. I did not wear lashes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. This is my full face, actually. This was me like going all yeah. out. <laughs> I always have to do that for my videos now, too, because day to day I wear very little makeup, which mm-hmm. I'm sure is part of the reason I created exactly. the site the way that yeah. I did, because mm-hmm. I like to keep it quick. I'm not somebody who revels in the the makeup process on That's myself. Mm-hmm. It's more of like, okay, what can I do to feel great and get out the door? You know, mm-hmm. as a makeup artist, is there one look or two that you would recommend that the everyday person should know and keep in their back pocket? So you've got to have your quick look, which is the I have no time look. Yeah. And that's mostly just. Can I put concealer on the areas that need it? Can I swipe on some mascara, mm-hmm. a tinted lip balm, using products that are very easy and quick? So you want to skip anything that's technical, such as a liquid liner, mm-hmm. a liquid lipstick. You want to just use products that are very forgiving and fast. So you always need a quick look, and that is generally like mascara, concealer, a little cream blush, and a little something on your lip. Go. Everybody needs that look. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone needs a more like slightly more polished look Mm -hmm. that does include foundation for special events and things like that. When you're going to work, if you have a very professional job, you do need to know how to do like a nice light layer of foundation to get your skin to look nice. Mm -hmm. You need to know how to do. I tell people you only really need to know how to do one eyeshadow even. Mm -hmm. Just one kind of brightens up your eyes. It makes you look pulled together. A simple eyeliner, mascara, just Basically hitting all points of the face Mm -hmm. in one way or another. A little blush. Whatever lip color is close to your natural lip color that you like. It doesn't have to be a look, you know? I think that's a different concept, too, of creating this, you know, like look that you go for versus just doing things that enhance your natural beauty, choosing colors that look nice on you, and just learning how to apply a simple full face. Yeah. You know, so you got your quick look and then a little bit more polished and put together, like a little more time spent. And this quick look and the polished look will stand the test of time. Yeah, those are classic because mm-hmm. it's just enhancing your own features with what looks good on you. It's not overly trendy or, sure. you know, and you can always build those up or down. That's the whole thing with makeup. You can exactly. always you can take it as far as you want. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's harder learning how to pull it back in exactly. a little bit. And 
realizing that you don't have to take it that far sometimes, you know, it's yeah. finding the right balance and de- uh, developing your eye, I think. Yes. Which is hard for people. I know. Yeah. It's like, oh, we want to go crazy with all it's these makeup hard. looks. Yeah. yeah. Especially what we see. It's like, oh, I love that look on Selena Gomez, which yeah. is one of your clients. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you want to try all the looks that you I know. know you've done for her on yourself. I'm like, oh, but you know. Like her you fans said. ask that a lot. They're like, please do like a video on how to do this. I'm like, I don't want to encourage you to use the amount of products that I did or whatever, because that's also in for such a different. Carpet, yeah. Yeah. You know. For a music video, she's under yeah. crazy lighting and it's yeah. over everything's larger than life over yes. the top, including the makeup. So yeah. I'm sure it's fascinating for people to watch uh-huh. how that comes about. It is. I watch other makeup artists do looks yeah. too, but I also just don't necessarily want to put that out there because then they're like, oh, great. So you used seven eyeshadows. <laughs> yes. Mm. Delightful. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you talked about the everyday makeup that we should all, you know, you encourage yeah. to know. Talk about the, you know, this larger than life editorial music video makeup looks that you do for your clients. Yeah. So those do include full contouring, but I don't even body makeup, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Full body makeup, um, including, you know, like something that covers the whole body in a foundation, but with shimmer and like specifically highlighting certain areas Mm -hmm. to really bring that like three-dimensional effect or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, on on bigger projects like that, I do full makeup. I'm going to do lashes. I'm going to do contouring. But I do it in a very different way than I see most people doing it now, which is they're a little... What is that trick? Share with us. <laughs> I build up to it. So here's mm-hmm. what I see all the time on YouTube. And I... Mm-hmm. I think it's the worst, and I'm so sorry to say that. But <laughs> when people do stripes oh. of product and then blend, you've just concentrated that color uniformly, mm-hmm. and it's very hard to shape. So when I'm doing it, I'm gradually building so that it's there's a lot of tapering of the color and then one darker spot that blends out. So it creates like a full 3D shape, which yeah. is what makes it less obvious. Exactly. It makes it kind of the background instead of what jumps out at you Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean i'm still doing full heavy glam Mm -hmm. on people it's just a bit more refined refined and also like very blended and like what you said gradient just so that yeah you don't look like you have harsh lines on the face and i think that's really for me as a makeup artist as well i Focus on the blending techniques as yes. much as possible. That's yes. actually what I take the longest on, so yes. the blending. I mean, because it's easier to just like, you know, put on colors and product on the face, but the blending, it has to be seamless. Yeah, and I think people just slap it on quick and just no. pile on the foundation and it's just too, mm-hmm. it's too uniform yeah. for me. And it it's a little, a little flat even mm-hmm. though people are contouring. Like it just doesn't have that... Um, feeling of real life to it anymore which I try and maintain even when I do a full glam Mm. look that's you know that's I think what I've noticed with the Instagram makeup that has taken over they people tend to have that one look you know (laughs) across all boards and you know with this natural makeup that you're encouraging it does bring out your natural side and your unique features Mm -hmm. but you know I'm happy to see that lately people are trying to get more into the no makeup makeup look and embracing their natural side and i think we also see that 
in magazine editorials lately in articles where they say, hey, you know, this trend this year is the no makeup makeup look and less harsher contour lines. Yeah, bring so it back. Yeah, I'm happy. Bring that, it back, everyone. <laughs> I'm happy they're recognizing that and it's like yeah. time for change, really. And people are also, even not just with makeup, but even with their Instagram posts, they really crave authenticity. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Yeah, bring it back. I yeah. mean, it will. Makeup is always fads, trends. The 80s were followed by the 90s, yeah. you know, so it's it's going to come back around. And it's always fun to anyway, play around with yeah. makeup. You can always remove it at the end of the day. Yeah. So no pressure yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. And some of it's really fun. I definitely do follow a lot of different accounts for people yeah. who are just doing over the top creative stuff. Yes. Uh-huh. Less of I don't follow as many influencers, but uh-huh. people who will just do their eyes in some sort of unusual way mm-hmm. more yeah. like avant-garde looks yeah yeah like uh, who do i follow like sophie peterson Ooh. um i love alex box yeah yeah and yeah she's classic. Sure. she's, she's yeah. an old school yes. makeup artist who's been around forever and it's interesting that some of those people seem to be fading into the background because everything's so instagram based and i'm like geez they've been around they've done no. all the things that yeah. mattered in the makeup world you know for somebody who's into makeup and everybody's like meh you know, oh my God, on to the next influencer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then um, she, I actually learned from her. Oh, my God. Her name escapes me right now. But she's literally the one that creates Cirque du Soleil's makeup looks. Forget her name. And then she's, you know, it's one of those posts that I've seen. I reposted from Alex Box saying mm-hmm. that really amazing makeup artists that we have are, in a sense, forgotten, like what you said, are, oh, yeah. you know, blending to the background. And they only have, what, 500 followers or 1000 followers barely get any likes but they have been working in the industry and like what i've mentioned like this wonderful woman has created the looks for Cirque du Soleil Neil you know has created has been in the industry Mm -hmm. so i mean i think people are still noticing you know thanks to like instagram as well Mm -hmm. you know we do discover them for like the the new the new wave of (laughs) yeah um consumers and as well as influencers yeah i just worry about the children joyce who are they gonna look up to you know they're are they gonna know about these people (laughs) that's what we're here for yeah that's what we're here for kevin o'quan everyone please look it up Please memorize. Please buy the books. That's a classic. Watch the you movie. Know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is one makeup style or myth that you'd like to disprove? Honestly, it is the contouring thing. That yeah. that idea that you need to contour because your face already has a 3D shape. <laughs> yeah. You don't actually have to carve it out into something or mm-hmm. alter it in any kind of way. You know, it can just be great how it is you can do it of course but mm-hmm. just that idea that you need to do anything really exactly. contouring or whatever yeah you don't need anything yeah so with the pretty fix mm-hmm. in your youtube channel what can they expect from you there so when i go google the pretty fix and then like i start watching your videos what is how is the experience like and what can they see so the whole idea is to teach everyone what they want to know mm-hmm. about makeup. And for me, that includes normal looking mm-hmm. women who aren't models and women of different races and also transgender women who have been very left behind in mm-hmm. the beauty scene. Um, and the tutorials themselves, I try and be as 
in-depth as possible to give you real information. Because even in videos where people are teaching you mm-hmm. something, I notice a lack of description in key areas that are what makes the difference. So when somebody's talking about like, okay, now I put concealer under my eyes and you watch them doing it, I really think they should be saying, you know, I target the darkness first, I pat that in and I'm patting it so that it keeps the color concentrated there rather than sliding it across my face and thinning it back out. You know, it's like those aspects to makeup are what make the difference because everybody's using makeup and putting it on a face you know those two things are the same it really is mostly technique so my tutorials I really try and be technique heavy while also keeping it simple so I don't use a million products in any of the full looks that I do but most of the videos I do are for specific issues that people are facing like concealer creasing Mm -hmm. or you know how do I fill in my eyebrows in a way that looks natural So the whole site is meant to be very Mm -hmm. beginner friendly or for people who want to just dive in a little bit more to makeup. Yes. What is one makeup technique that is uh, that you found that is most requested? It depends because the younger the people asking, they want to see like celebrity Mm lookalike videos. They want to know how this look is created. They want to do more of the trendy things like strobing or you know (laughs) the terms yes like super highlighting makeup super glowy um but the other requests that i get are just kind of solutions to the problems that people encounter they're Mm -hmm. like no matter what i try my foundation doesn't look smooth or Mm -hmm. whatever it is why does this keep happening because people are spending so much money you know they keep going buying new products thinking this is going to fix it and that does get really frustrating and it gets very confusing. Uh-huh. And you're like, how do I do this? How do I fix this? You know? Yeah. So how do you keep foundation on on an oily face? <laughs> oh, you know, uh, buying a good primer. It's all the good primer. And also it is about getting the right product for that, too. Mm-hmm. Another thing I want to put out there that I put out all the time on my site is just that you have to touch up makeup. I know nobody wants to do it. And so everyone's looking for that 24-hour fix. It's like, okay, what can I put on? And then it's good. If you have oily skin, you have to be realistic about that being a challenge for Mm -hmm. you. It just is. You need to take care of it a little bit throughout the day by blotting and touching up lightly and just trying not to go too heavy on everything. Also, not attacking your skin and attacking your face trying to (laughs) fix it quote unquote you know people do a little too much sometimes i think aggressively with skincare and Uh things like that do you send your celebrities so you know when they're off to like an event or red carpet you send them off with like a blotting sheet and and powder press powder yeah i I try and (laughs) also encourage them to remember (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm like please just take a look at yourself at some point and here's your lip color and Yeah, your skin is a living, breathing organ, so you can't expect it to just, you know, be a mannequin all day. Exactly, it's no matter something you got to take care of. No matter how much setting spray you put. Yeah, yeah, you just got to pay a little bit of attention. You know, that's so true. Yeah, here at Hello Beauty, we have a philosophy: it's say hello to the beauty in you. What advice can you give those who are trying to discover their beauty within? Ooh, my advice is to. Start listening to the way 
that you speak to yourself. And this is something that I am learning and working on because discovering your own beauty is about how you first and foremost talk to yourself. And you think that those are other people's voices. That's the thing. We attribute these negative things that we say about ourselves to someone else. But really, that's the voice inside your head. And when you're constantly putting yourself down or thinking you're not good enough, it is very hard to see your own beauty and what makes you special, what makes you unique, what makes you you, and why that's awesome. So paying attention to that voice and starting to counteract it and being like, you know what? I'm awesome. Like I am, I'm a good person. That was thoughtful of me to do this today. I'm proud of myself for working out, even though I thought about not doing it 50 times before I did it. I still did it today. Complimenting yourself, building yourself up. That's kind of how you see your own beauty, I think, more than anything, because nobody else can really give that to you. Nobody is going to make you magically feel better, make you feel beautiful. It's something that you've got to feel on the inside for yourself. And that takes practice and it does take work. But it works. The more you practice on it, the better you get at it. And it does build up over time. It's just kind of a gradual process. Yeah. Gradually changing your mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> yeah. What do you do in your spare time when you're not, you know, spending all your time on these photo shoots and events? Well, working on the website mainly. <laughs> so is anytime I have down from, you know, being a makeup artist, I'm working on my website since it's kind of a one-man show. I have my my friend Chris Pate who helps me shoot. But other than that, I'm editing, I'm writing, I'm researching, coming up with ideas. Uh, but in my spare time, I'm a pretty active girl. Like I wake up early. I like to work out. I have a dog. I have chickens. <laughs> um, and you live in Silver Lake. Right? I do. Yeah. So I have a house with a yard. So I've yeah. got three chickens. I've got a garden. I've um, got the, the bike path right there. I go skateboarding i go hiking it, yeah. i read i listen mm -hmm. to podcasts i hang out with my friends i cook a ton mm. i cook i bake bread i'm very <laughs> very southern <laughs> i love it yeah yeah that's the only thing that'll keep you sane in this crazy city though you know yeah i do a lot all the time i'm just always doing mm -hmm. something downtime for me is not really downtime i kind of lose my mind like i don't have those <laughs> days where i stay in bed all day and watch netflix i would go crazy oh my god we do that sometimes yeah. we love it we need like chill mode because we're always on the go so like we need to just have like some brainless activity and just pick out the whole day yeah I and get then it. we'll just yeah. do like i don't know non-stop working after that <laughs> i totally get it i'm just I bet for me i'm always like go go go, go do go, something go. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love it so what is something exciting in store for you this year hopefully just continuing to develop the pretty fix. So I'm doing my first free online class. It's kind of mm -hmm. basically, it's a webinar, but it's a class yeah. that you can attend online. And I'm going to start releasing some actual makeup courses for people that they can take. So mm -hmm. my first one's going to be all about foundation and just going in depth and providing as much of my knowledge as possible mm -hmm. to people um, in a condensed format so that when they come out of it, they think, I've got this. I understand this. I know how to navigate this from here on out. So that is one of my main things. And then other than that, it's kind of just seeing where it all flows. You know, we have all these plans and we do work really hard and we're so focused, but 
things come into your life all the time. So yeah. it's just kind of staying open to that and seeing what opportunities present themselves and how it develops on its own as well. Yeah, cool. So what are your social channels and where can they find you? So if you want to find me on Instagram, I'm at Makeup by Melissa M. But The Pretty Fix has its own site, theprettyfix.com. And also the Instagram is at the underscore pretty underscore fix. <laughs> and The Pretty Fix on YouTube too. So you can follow all of those. And on my own Instagram, Makeup by Melissa M, I do, it's mostly my work, but I kind of break down some of the products I use yeah. or post additional like inspiration and things like that. So it's very makeup artist focused. Mm -hmm. And then the pretty fix, I give makeup tips all week long, including, you know, minute long videos of me just discussing a particular topic. Or I also do a segment I call awesome and affordable, where I tell somebody a product that actually works, that's cheap, Mm -hmm. you know, so that you don't have to spend a million dollars all the time when you're buying beauty stuff. So, I love yeah. that. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh my God, thank you. Thank you so fun. much for having me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>